When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com, and the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers, coming off of a great victory in Orlando, wanted to go ahead and make it two in a row. But unfortunately, after a seesaw back and forth first half, the second half was not the same as the Washington Wizards just ran the Lakers out of the building. And the Lakers could never catch up as they lose by nine, 116-107. to Second and third quarter alone, 20 points in the second quarter, 22 in the third. Just really not consistent offense all the way around. There were some bright spots with Andre Drummond, 17 points, 11 rebounds, but still some inconsistent play there. Anthony Davis getting back to somewhat of the Anthony Davis that we know. 10 out of 20, 26 points, just not enough all the way around. I mean, Ben McLemore gave us 16, Montrose Herald 12. Dennis Schroeder, 13, Kyle Kuzma, 11. But the defense, we did not get enough from the defensive side as Russell Westbrook went for triple-double, extending his own record for the month of April. And here today to talk about the the game and Russell Westbrook's record for most triple-doubles in a month. He's a good man indeed. We'll start off with the man, one of them, that tells you a lot about Lakers history at Lakerholics.com. It is Magic Man and Sean Grice. I will ask you this. How disappointing was today's game? On a scale of 1 to 10, Gerald, I'd have to say right now as a Laker fan, I'm at an 8. The Wizards are playing, as the record shows, have to hats up to them. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, you do not want to play this team now in, in the playing tournament. And God help the Easter Conference contender that has to play them in the first round. Uh, regardless of that, I, I still felt if we brought the defensive effort that we normally bring, the, the Lakers would be in this thing and we could probably pull it out with the AD back. But it just it didn't come to fruition, Gerald. I thought uh, Vogel's substitution patterns were a little weird, even for him experimenting tonight. 
bringing Anthony Davis back in down 19. I, I thought I thought he would have read waved the white flag then, but he didn't. We came back. It was 107.98. And look, we, we, we brought in Ben McLemore to make these big shots. And he needed to make that shot to, to bring us in striking distance. And what happened? He missed. And Russell Westbrook got a three-point play on the other end. That's a six-point swing. And that was basically the game. That was basically the game. And Ben McLemore, you're going to get a lot of shots. Four out of 12 from three uh, again. This is what, I mean, Laker Tom was asking for, a high-volume three-point shooter. Unfortunately, he's very streaky, and shooting 33% isn't going to get it done. But here today to talk about the game as well is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he does on his two great places to go for his articles, medium.com and lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom, and Laker Tom, like Magic Man said, you got to be disappointed in the defensive effort for today. Yeah, our defense just wasn't there. You know, you got to give credit to the Wizards. Westbrook, <laughs> you know, uh, everybody wrote him off in that quad injury earlier in the year, and Russell's come back and made them eat their words. Uh, he's playing great basketball. He he hustles on every single play. He never gives up. And uh, another triple-double. I mean, the guy is amazing. Beal perfectly timed shots here and there combination of those two guards with Caruso out and and basically Schroeder having a really subpar game really makes it difficult for the Lakers you know it's it for me everything is so screwed up because of having a low post center in there while Drummond got his points and so forth it just basically clogs it up for everybody else and including Schroeder who just could not get to the rim and they don't really have any shot blockers there so this was a this was one of those games where basically the Lakers nailed it in and they took a loss as a result of it. The news that LeBron is coming back possibly on Sunday, uh, if not even possibly on Friday, sort of struck me that the team kind of like had a flat game because they are just tired. They're just tired and of trying to compete and stay in there without LeBron uh, while AD is trying to get his sea legs beneath him. And this was just a real disappointing game. I'm not panicking, and I don't think we're going to fall into the play-in tournament. I think another three or four days or three or four games, and LeBron will be back. And then the question is going to be, do they have enough time to really get back into a rhythm before the playoffs start? And the problem that I see is that they're going to continue to start Drummond, and, and I think that that's going to be a disaster when we get into playoffs. Right now, as we see it, it's 36 and 26 is a record for the Lakers. They are a game and a half up on Dallas at this point in time. In in the loss column, though, it's kind of concerning because they're only a game ahead in the loss column from the Dallas Mavericks for six. Then they're two games in the loss column ahead of Portland Trailblazers for seven. And then three, only three games ahead in the loss column for the eighth and ninth seeds, Memphis and San Antonio. So there's no way they're going to be falling down all the way to 10th where the Golden State Warriors are at, at 31 and 31. But I am concerned if this downturn continues and the inconsistent play follows, Sean, that a, like Laker Thomas hinted, that possibly a play-in tournament for the Lakers might be in store. I'm hoping not, but we'll wait and see. 
I hope not either, Gerald. I, I think what happened in the last few days, as I've talked about on the blog, has ultimately been our, our manna from heaven, our blessing in disguise for the fifth seed. The Dallas Mavericks lost two huge games to the Sacramento Kings. They should have won both of those games. If the Dallas Mavericks had won both of those games, guess what, Gerald? As a result of our loss tonight, they would be in the fifth spot. But they're not. So I believe that at some point in time, they may catch us. And we may and Laker fans might be a little concerned that you see a Mavs team in the fifth spot with the same record as the Lakers. But while I am concerned as you are, I still think we're going to maintain the fifth seed. I don't think we'll see that inconsistent play. I don't think we're going to go 10-2 over our next 12 like some people think. I thought if we went 8-4 and four in the last 12, Gerald, we could hold down the fifth spot. I still feel that way because, look, the Mavs have an easy schedule down the stretch, but they do have two big games here next week against the Heat and the Nets. And if the Lakers can win, and by the way, this game on Friday and Sunday are must-wins. So the Lakers need to win these two games to maintain maintain this edge because the Mavericks do have a little, a little blip in their easy schedule this week. They play the Wizards. They play the Heat. Well, also joining us today is a good man indeed. He just popped in in the Midwest right now, coming out of the good old Detroit, Michigan, or in the Michigan area, I would say. It is L. Rob and L. Rob. You got to be disappointed with what the Lakers showed on defense tonight. Offensively, a little bit more than normal. And thank you so much for the thumbs up, Albert. We truly appreciate it. Always great to hear from you. But L. Rob, I want to go ahead and, and break it down with you, my friend. I you saw some things on defense that were kind of concerning, even with rumors that LeBron's return may be just around the corner. Yeah, thanks for having me, Gerald. You were right, Detroit. The three-one-three representing. But yeah, the defense was a step slow. The rotations were bad. I don't know, man. I mean, AD, um, you're working your way back into shape, but um, it just, he just, you know, I think he let the team down. And his effort probably, team, um, you know, kind of feeds off of his effort. And it really wasn't there defensively uh, for most of the game. So yeah, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of who played decent defense on the team. And, uh, I don't know, Kuzma was battling, but a little bit on defense. Uh, Dennis looked like he, you know, like Russ Brook was like, I schooled you in OKC and I can take you anytime I want. Um, yeah, so wasn't a good effort. I thought Drummond was decent. Um, he should have got more minutes. I mean, he was the one playing with the most life to me out of, all of, out of all the guys today. But yeah, lackluster effort. Disappointing, very disappointing. Very disappointing indeed. And again, we cannot continue to see these kind of efforts uh, or else we're going to be losing the fifth spot. And we need to maintain that because I think it's going to go, be to their advantage to go in with a matchup they feel that they can win and win confidently against the Denver Nuggets going into that first round. I would rather not have them go into a playoff matchup against the Clippers. Suns may be a different story because they may have some confidence going in against the Suns, but the Clippers... There always is that era of doubt. But Laker, Tom, I wanted to ask you this before we go ahead and get what you guys are talking about at Lakerholics.com. 
and that is this. Uh, you know, you you see the inconsistency on the defensive end, it, but I also saw the inconsistency on the offensive end. What happened in that second and third quarters because they were gelling so nice in the first, and as Magic Man stated earlier, they gelled very nicely on the offensive end at the end. They outscored Washington on both those quarters, but they got slam dunked in the second and third quarter. And it not only was it because of in-app defense, but it was because the offense was not clicking as well. I don't know what Frank Vogel is trying to do with his rotations, but the rotations were just terrible tonight. It just seemed like he was putting the wrong players in at the wrong times. And one of the things you have to think about is all 30 teams that play in the NBA are capable of winning on a good night. And the Wizards are like, have the best record in the last 13 games of anybody in the league. And then you start talking about worrying about being able to be confident that you can go into Utah or go into Denver and, and take care of the Nuggets. The Nuggets are seven and one since, since Jamal Murray went out. So, yes. you know, it, you just can't presume that everybody else is going to fall into the way that you want them to. And so you've got to go out there and you've got to win the games that are winnable. This was a winnable game. And the Lakers basically allowed them to continue to stay close all the way through. They didn't have anybody on defense who could stop Westbrook. They had nobody on defense who could stop uh, Beal. So you've, you've got two all-star guards there. We've done that with, with, with the Rockets before. We've done it against a lot of teams, but we just didn't have it tonight. And there weren't, there weren't really many defensive schemes. And I think that the, the pushing the ball that, the, uh, that Washington did and the way that they're playing right now, uh, the way that the – energy and drive that Russell Westbrook has, has become contagious on that team. Uh, you know, they deserve the win. They played better. And when they were threatened down the stretch, they hit the clutch shots they needed to hit. Every time we got within striking distance in the fourth quarter, they had a shot to come back and, and end that. And then the other side of it is points in the paint. We got killed in the paint. I mean, we their bigs were actually just ending up in the paint on small players over and over. I thought Drummond played a good game on offense. It still frustrates me to see a, a 6'10", 280-pound guy doing little flip shots instead of just dunking the doggone ball. But he, he's, got a, he's got some good little spins and twists and things to get the ball in. I'd rather see him ram the ball down the throat of somebody and, and really just dunk the ball. That's not Dre's game. You know, he's got a little flip shots and so forth, and that's how he's going to score. And this is a team where he should have scored a lot of points against him, and he did. But the problem that we had in this game wasn't our offense. It was our defense. We just did not have defense in the paint. We did not have rim protection in the paint. Anthony Davis has yet to make what I thought was a superb defensive play that reminded me of how he played in the playoffs last year. His defense has been very lackluster. He's been flat-footed as guys dunk over him. Although he did get a, that definitely was an offensive foul when uh, when Rui went into him on that and that dunk. So you know it's just one of those games where you can't you can't just think that you have it made. You can't just think that you've got the fifth seed in lock that you're not going to get into the play-in tournament. That it would be an insult if you got into the play-in tournament because you can't control those things. All you can control is going out there and beat a team that is a winnable game. And we didn't do that. 
You're absolutely right, Gerald. The next two games are critical. They have to win Friday and they have to win Sunday. In order I just said to that. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, Sean gets the credit for oh, that one. Sorry, Sean, excuse me. My apologies. But those are critical games. They're winnable games. We we cannot blow those games. And I do think that we'll get your eight and four. We may not get my 10 and two. But, you know, there's still 11 games left. So you don't know. You know, it's very possible. Last year, I think that we were fortunate to be able to come in there, have eight games in the bubble after being off for four months. And the team really gelling, not necessarily in the bubble, but gelling when we got into the playoffs. I don't think that that happens most of the time. And that's really what worries me about this particular situation as we head into a similar situation, except that we've got two guys that have got to get their their legs underneath them. They're probably going to be playing in Denver in high altitude, mile high city. So that's not going to help. And we've got a mixed up situation in center that is causing our offense to struggle because of space being taken up. And you'll notice in this game too, that you didn't see Dennis very, very rarely got to the basket for easy layups. THT very rarely got to the basket for easy layups. And a big part of that problem, in my opinion, is having not having Mark Gasol out there and instead having a low post center in there, just filling the lane up. And then the other side of that, the flip side of it is the defense. None of the three centers that we have are able to anchor that defense. And frankly, at this point in time, neither is Anthony Davis. So there's so many things that have to go right. Listen, the announcers had it right when when they said basically that you want the field, you choosing the field or you're choosing the Lakers. And the the truth of the matter is, is that the Lakers, the Lakers aren't the favorite anymore. The field really is the favorite. This is Raphael from NBA Draft and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Well, right now, it is the Lakers once again losing tonight at Washington, 116-107. Before I go ahead and hit up L. Rob on this major question that's been uh, kind of bothering me the past couple of days in regards to Dr. J, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the most beautiful players to watch, especially what he did, so many fantastic things in the year. But he did say some things that about LeBron here that I want to go ahead and go into before we head on out. Magic Man, you wanted to go ahead and throw in your two cents in with what Laker Tom was saying before the break. I, I did, Gerald. I I understand where Tom's coming from with Marcus Hole being out on the floor, but I think defenses have now figured out 
that Marc Gasol doesn't want to shoot. It's not that Marc can't shoot. He can. He shoots 39% from three. He just doesn't want to shoot when he's out there. So teams are scheming around that problem that we also have with him on the floor. So that's another thing that Vogel and the staff are going to have to contend with here. Because I, I, I'm not sure if Marcus all at this point in his career is a willing shooter, even though he might have to be. I'm not sure if it's been explained to him or if they've had any conversations about that. But if, if what Tom's saying is true, then Mark has to shoot. That's just the, the, the only solvable problem. He has been shooting. He's been willing to take the shots, and he's, he's averaged four or five threes per game since he's been in, and he's shooting, you know, close to 49% or something close to that. So uh, you're right earlier in the season, Sean, he, he would not take those shots. I think after he got benched for Drummond uh, and he got out there on the floor and he finally understood that, hey, listen, the only thing I can do better than these other guys can do at this point in time in my career just to fire the ball from deep, and he's been willing to fire it up there. So, you know, I just – it's its just so many big decisions that have to be made by the Lakers with very little time and no practice efforts, you know, no practice time to really implement them. So you're going to have to have somebody make a seat-of-the-pants decisions. You know, I mean – Last year, Frank made these decisions. And I mean, I, I understand all of the people that say you got to trust Frank. You got to trust Frank to do what he did last year and make those perfect decisions on exactly what to do with JaVale McGee, exactly what to do with Dwight Howard, when to use them, you know, when to hold things together and so forth. Man, this year, it's a tougher decision. I think he's got to face is it's what to do with Andre Drummond and, and having an inside player like that. And all of it is for naught if Anthony Davis doesn't come back and start playing center defensively like he's capable of because he didn't look like – I mean, it's just like Lee said, there, there were several times where he was just flat-footed while guys are dunking over him. That's not going to cut it. So there's – you know, the, the, Lakers, the, Lakers are, the Lakers are under the gun right now. Now, LeBron James can come back and he could change everything. He could, he could all of a sudden give Andre Drummond – passes that he can dunk without any problem and flush with, you know, flush over and over. Uh, he can automatically, you know, change the whole situation with his defense, the way he plays middle linebacker in there. But man, we're, we're starting to string ifs together, you know, <laughs> if we get this and if we get that, and if Frank does this, and if, you know, if Andre can do this, if, if AD can do this, there's a point when you string all of those ifs together that they fall apart. And, you know, and that becomes the year that you say, doggone it, we could have won it this year, but, and this is maybe one of those but years for the Lakers. Hopefully that won't be the case, but we are heading into a weekend where we do need two big wins just before we get into some really heavy games. Coming back for a home stand is going to include some tough games, but before we head on out and before we talk to Sean and Laker Tom about what they're working on at Lakerholics.com, I've got a question for L Rob. And this is something I've been wanting to ask you guys now for a little while, in a couple of days now, in regards to some comments that Dr. J, Julius Irving, again, one of the greatest players to ever play the game, one of the most beautiful individuals to watch in the air, and his creativity is second to none. He did some things that have yet to be repeated at all by anyone in the NBA. 
He recently made his all-time player list, and it got even more notoriety than Jeannie Buss in regards to her all-time Laker list. And the reason why that everybody was making a big stink as far as Dr. J is concerned is the fact that he left out one player off of any of his all-time lists, and that was LeBron James. And his reasoning was not because of whether he thought it was a good player or not. It was the fact that he thought that, well, he, he said that LeBron James is responsible for creating these super teams. Now, you could say that. You could not say that. That's up to you. I'll leave that up to debate as far as taking his talents to Miami and, and, and all that. But I want to hear your thoughts first off, L. Rob, on this, Dr. J. I have a tremendous amount of respect for, I mean, a basketball savant, truly a great individual and a Hall of Famer deluxe, one of the greatest players of all time. No question about it. But it sounds like he's I know we talk about Laker Tom sometimes being Clint Eastwood in El Camino. Uh, that guy, get off your lawn type deal. Hey. Well, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I liked Walt. I okay, liked Walt. Well, well, he was the hero in the end. Let's put it that way. He, he was the hero in the end. But I think Dr. J's comments were, unfortunately, he was a little bit out of hand. Who did he put on his team? Who do you have on his start? Did he, did I, you know, to be honest it? with you, I got to check on it to make sure he, who he put on his list. But I know the big news, and obviously the ones that everybody LeBron. was following, was so, keeping LeBron way off that list. That was yeah. the big thing. Dr. J, like you said, one of the greatest to ever do it. He was like a Steph Curry, like a Magic Johnson. He changed the game. He was must-see NBA. When Dr. J was coming to your town and we didn't have all these games on cable, you got tickets and you wanted to be in the house to see the doctor uh, make his house calls. Pet peeve of mine is I don't think the ABA gets enough respect. Love that. Yeah. Love that color of the red, white, and blue on it. Yeah. I mean, I don't Love think they get enough respect. When you see Dr. J and those Nets teams, those teams were really good. They were as good as the NBA in the mid 70s. Um, you know, well, he's were. got a great team. Now, let me tell you his teams. His first team is Oscar Robinson, Jerry West, Will Chamberlain. Bill Russell, and Elgin Baylor. His second team is Michael, Magic, Larry, Carl Malone, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. That would be a wrong from a certain generation. Sounds like he's going by eras then. But anyway, yeah, yeah, you you, you can't blame. I mean, I recall when Doc was on the Sixers that they ended up getting George McGinnis. And they had Doc, and they had McGinnis. And they, I mean, they had a really, really, really good team. They had... Doug Collins, who was a really good player. They had World Be Free. They had a great team. So, no, I mean, and of course, you know, Lakers had super teams. Yes, LeBron did create that type of uh, atmosphere. But you know what? That was almost, what was that, 10 years ago? At some point, you got to let it go. The man has done enough to prove that he is certainly one of the top four or five players to ever play, if not the greatest, before it's all said and done. So we'll see how he finished writing his... uh, is finished writing his the final chapters to his book. But yeah, at some point you got to get over that and, and move forward. So I know Doc is um, old school and he's hanging on to that. But yeah, that, that's, that's a little bit out of, out of, out of bounds to me. But let me do say this about Tom's comment. I do want to follow up on that. Um, I do I agree with you that Vogel has a lot on his plate now that he didn't have last year. He got so many different moving parts last year. I think the only person he had to work in was Keith last year. We had the same team all year. Didn't have those big injury problems. So you got, yeah, he's got a, he's got his challenges cut out for him. That defense 
was usually on a string last year and it has been good this year but now it looks so disjointed now i mean you got not only working in dre you got to try to figure out macklemore who uh you know what i mean i, I know tom loves his shooting but boy first time he makes a great correct or just just play solid defense he gets back door as soon as he gets in the game it's like come on come on Anyway, but yeah, Bobo's got a lot, lot to work out, and you, you appreciate Caruso in games like this when you don't see just a guy out there doing the basic, fundamental stuff, um, making smart plays. You miss a guy like that, and it shows in games like this. So, I'll get off my soapbox now. And, but yeah, out of bounds, Doc. Bad call. Well said, yeah, my so friend. Well said. Go ahead, Sean. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say, Gerald. LeBron's him. I think if you ask most basketball historians and most basketball junkies you could go by eras but I, I mean if we were talking about the top five top ten LeBron's on anyone's list who's except uh, for Dr. J yeah obviously right so it's disappointing you know he he had a he had a great start to his career as a Virginia Squire you know George Gervin talks about how the Iceman talks about how the doc schooled him on basketball yeah. and how to yeah, be he took a ice on his knees. yeah and you know he's an ABA champion he's an NBA champion he's won MVPs in both leagues I believe he's the only player to accomplish both of those feats He's he's didn't Rick, Rick Barry, didn't Barry okay. win? All I know right. he won an ABA MVP. He didn't win a he didn't win a championship in the ABA. Rick did. No, uh, he won with the Golden State okay. Warriors. I don't know if he won a uh, NBA. I'll no, look that up. No, I don't think Oakland won okay. a championship with them. I could be wrong. Oakland Oaks. No, no, no they they yeah. Golden State won a, a championship. Yeah, no, he was on Oakland. I mean, in Oakland. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, anyway, we're. Gonna, we're yeah, sorry, Jared. Yeah, regardless, you know, I, I think it was a little out of bounds. But, hey, you know, he's he's stuck in his ways. Um, I, I just uh, did some research today, Gerald, and I found out what, you know, Moses Malone was a free agent. And who did he sign with again? Oh, that's right. He exactly. signed with the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. who already had a loaded team. <laughs> so, I mean, he wants to talk about super teams. He was on it, like uh, like Lee was saying. He was on one in the ABA. He was on one in the NBA. I, I mean, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, before Moses even got to Philly, Doctor J had gotten to the finals, but he 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 couldn't climb the mountain without Moses. Yeah, he lost three finals. Three finals. To Portland, seventy-seven, and the Lakers in eighty and eighty-two. So yeah, yep, yeah. And they uh, also left off another player from the current era that I think is in the, among the top ten players in in the league history, which is Steph Curry. You know, you you can you can take ten guys from back in that era, but there wasn't a single guy that played after. Okay, okay. Well, this is going to get into an all-day debate. Again, if we talk about greatest Lakers and greatest basketball players, those are two podcasts for two separate days, and that's two hours right there of content I want to save for the summer. That's definitely when we're going to need it. So right here at the Lakers Fast Break. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show 
and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. I do want to thank Albert once again for the thumbs up and his great comments. Plus, Vincent, I want to thank you so much for your great comments. Yes, we are eagerly anticipating LeBron's return. But before we head on out, Laker Tom, I know you're working some, on some stuff. Magic Man as well. L. Rob and I are eager to comment on it at Lakerholics.com. So, Laker Tom, what you working on at Lakerholics.com? Well, I was hoping for a big game from Dennis Schroeder because I was working on a Dennis Schroeder article. That was the curse right there. Unfortunately, Dennis didn't have a game. No, you know, one of the things that I've been looking at is I've been looking at Dennis's uh, production every month. And the two areas that I've really always had concerns about Dennis were his three-point shooting and his assist-to-turnover ratio because he's never been over two. And just to be a, a capable point guard, you've got to do at least two assists to every turnover and ideally three assists to a turnover. So I went back, you know, I, 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 I'm looking in my mind and looking in my history and saying, you know, Dennis's ability to get to the rim is something that's really special. I don't know of another player in the league who, who can, on speed and quickness and change of pace, get layups like Dennis can. It's really an exceptional talent. And then if you combine that with the physical talent of Talon Horton Tucker to be able to get to the rim in a whole different type of style where it's, it's a power move and so forth. And you look at those two guys and you figure that this is one of the problems that the Lakers have in their whole lineup, which is that they have a whole bunch of guys who can get to the rim, but they need a bunch of guys out there also who can shoot threes to open up the floor and they don't have those. Talon's weakness is a three right now. One of one of Dennis's weaknesses is a three right now. So I started looking at comps and in the obvious comp, and if you ask anybody who any basketball historian, Sean, for the obvious comp to Dennis Schroeder, and it's Tony Parker, you know, as another guy who basically had some problems with his assist to turnover ratio. Never could seem to get more than four or five assists per game and always had at least two turnovers per game. Shot a 32%, I think, career three-point shooter. But another guy who, if you if you have if you give him a step, he'll beat you to the rim and he'll make a layup and he'll he'll finish as well as a guy who dunks the ball on drives and so forth. The last month Dennis Schroeder has played in April, has played the kind of basketball that is probably worth four years and $100 million for the Lakers. How well he does in the playoffs, if he can continue to play that well. Uh, and the big thing is his turnover ratio. He's really up to his, his assist to seven or eight per game, and he's lowered his 
turnovers are kept him down around two. So he's he's well over three for the month of April, and he's shooting 39% from deep. I think that there's an opportunity that if the Lakers do win a championship this year, Dennis Shooter is going to be a big part of that. And if he does that, the Lakers would be foolish to let him walk for nothing. And as Bobby Marks from ESPN just stated today on Twitter, because Dennis Schroeder just played his 58th game today, and if the Lakers do end up winning the championship, he'll be $500,000 richer because of it. So, Oh, and actually 250 if they just make the finals. But right. then again, if you're there, you might as well win. Once again, no, that's, a good, that's a good sign for the Lakers when you look at the whole picture because Tony Parker won four championships. 2003, 2005, 2007, and then came back in 2014 with the best season that he'd had. Um, if Dennis Schroeder could win four championships for the Lakers, that would be quite an accomplishment. And he's young enough. He's young enough to do it, and he's improving. And they're saying the right things. LeBron and AD are telling them to continue to be just as aggressive when they come back. That could be an important element of it. That's one of the decisions, for example, that Vogel's got to decide who's the ball, where the ball is going to be. Who's going to have the ball? Are you going to just give it to LeBron and, and just change how you totally played all year long? Or are you going to give it to Caruso and, and let LeBron be more of a scorer this time? Working off of the ball, getting him passes in the middle and so forth. Frank's got a challenge this year. We'll find out. And uh, I thought he should have got coach of the year last year, but obviously they don't count the playoffs in the voting for that particular award. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he does this year. If he can repeat, if he can repeat the quality of job that he did as a head coach for the Lakers last year in the playoffs, then the Lakers still have a chance. Well, the Lakers do have very much of a chance, I believe. And LeBron is coming around the corner. I hear he's getting closer and closer to a magical start date. It could be as early as Friday. Could be early as Sunday. Who knows? But I will tell you what's happening on Friday is that we will be back on Friday in some form or fashion. I will be doing it from remote, so we'll see how that goes. It may be the worst-sounding podcast ever. It may be the best. We'll wait and see. But again, the Lakers will be playing on Friday, so you want to make sure you're tuning into us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But if you have any questions for us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Also as well, at LakerTom, Sean Grice is also on Twitter. Uh, Sean, what is your, I always forget your Twitter handle. Yeah, well, you know what, Gerald, I deactivated a, a, an well, account. See, there I'm you go. That, a new one. Okay, because why not be like, how about this? I'll give you a good, at Laker Tom's ghost handle. I don't know. At Laker Tom's <laughs> phone. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, I'll figure. <laughs> I'll, add, I'll add that into the insult about comparing me with. Oh, you know, it's all in good fun. You know, it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. I got nothing but love for you, Laker Tom. But, you know, somebody's got to keep you on your toes while Jamie Sweet's not here. So, you know, he's the guy that's supposed to do it. But Well, he know. does it on the blog. Oh, that's true. That's true. He'll, he'll, he, he'll like, disagree with anything I say. Sky is because. blue. Jamie will come back and say, no, it's not. Yeah, just because. Just because. <laughs> but you got to check out those conversations today at Lakerholics.com. Want to go ahead and thanks so much, L. Rob, Sean, Magic Man, Laker Tom, for being on today's show. If you have any questions, once again, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or at LakersFastBreak or at Laker Tom on Twitter or whenever Magic Man decides to go ahead and activate his Laker Tom clone <laughs> account. We'll wait and see. But again, the Lakers did come up just a tad short, 116 to 107. We will be back here on Friday 
after the game against Sacramento. It's a home game, so it'll be late. So hopefully they'll give me plenty of time to set up shop in a remote location. Won't say where yet, but it'll be in a remote location. Once again, thank you so much to L. Rob, Laker Tom, and Magic Man. Also, give a big shout out to the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Please catch some of their great shows. And then also, our show is on Dash Radio every Sunday at 4 a.m. So please go ahead and check us out there. But again, the Lakers lose 116 and 107. And we'll be back on Friday night to start your weekend. Hopefully with LeBron James. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Maybe coming back on the way this weekend. And we'll tell you all about it coming up this weekend right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.